From Relay FM, this is the Pen Addict, episode 429. Today's show is brought to you by Squarespace, Pen Chalet, and Harry's. My name is Mike Curley, and I am joined by Brad Dowdy. Hi, Brad. Hey, Mike Curley. How are you? I don't know why I'm laughing already. <laughs> You're in a good mood today. What is even happening? Well, I mean, we're doing a podcast right now. Okay, cool. I'm glad to... Hey, welcome back, Mike. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, it was a great episode last week. I always enjoy uh, listening to The Pan Addict when I have a week off um, mm-hmm. because, you know, as I've said many times, the show exists because it's a show that we would like to exist. So when I get to just appreciate it for what it is, it's mm-hmm. a fun time. And uh, Gina was a all-star guest, I'm going to say. Right. Yeah, yeah she, she was, was amazing. Yeah, it was a great episode. You were okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gina was fantastic. Yeah, I... um. I'm not a natural behind the hosting mm. mic mm-hmm. on this show. Like it doesn't. I do it so infrequently. I'm yep. I'm so little in the driver's seat yep. that, like, for example, I had to go back to a previous episode and I I typed up the entire intro that you say so I could read it because I couldn't do it off oh, the cuff like you do off the cuff. Like yeah. from Relay FM, this is the Pin Addict episode, you know, and then like. As you and one other person caught, I gave out the wrong episode. Number. You did. You said it was four twenty nine, but it's actually four twenty eight. <laughs> so not only am I uncomfortable, I screwed it up on top of that when I tried not to. Like I wrote that in my little text. <laughs> I wrote the wrong number in. So how cool is that? But hey, let's uh, let's let's forget my skills and abilities what we really appreciated were uh, Gina's skills and abilities on the show she was fantastic we had a great conversation um, that we could have kept um, just talking and nerding out about nibs and grinds and um, I got a lot of great feedback from that episode so uh, thank you Gina for uh, for taking some time to talk with me and uh, we should get rid of Mike more often I think is what we discovered well, there hasn't been a lot of that this year. I've been around the whole time. Yep. Yeah. Well, that's what I was realizing. Like, I haven't taken like a weekend off or like a from writing in well over yeah, a year. Yeah, you're doing that though, right? I saw. I that. am. Yeah. yeah, in like two, three weeks. I think I have the date now. So I'm like, I need a weekend off. So I'm gonna take that here pretty soon. So yeah, but it's just like when we're not traveling, we're stuck yep. more. Yep. I've decided. Well, I haven't decided. I have been told uh, that I need to take a week off, mm-hmm. but. I can't decide when yet because of all of the iPhone stuff. And, right. Like, I could come at any time, and I don't want to take a week off, and then it's iPhone week, and I've lost my week off. So it's probably going to be, I don't know, maybe sometime in October or November, I reckon. I'm going to actually take a real week off, which I've not done for the entire year, which is something that is not, uh, not a normal thing. I mean, partly it is because it's kind of like, you feel guilty a little bit, right? Because it's like, well, sure. I'm not doing anything. I'm not going anywhere. Right, right. So why do and I need a week off? But Yeah, and like it's hard for me. I don't want to speak for you, but like I like my job. I like to yep. work at it. Yep. And there's we've been doing a lot of work recently, and it's all super cool. Yep. And it's hard to just take like a singular day off because I still like – you know, want to move this project forward or want mm-hmm. to dabble in this, even if it's only for a couple hours. So I'm going to take a few days for myself and just kind of, uh, you know, reboot for a minute. And uh, it's it's long overdue. And um, But hey, we've had a really good run, as, as good as we can this summer, mm-hmm. right, to um, 
you know, for everything we got going on, we've had a really good run and uh, I, I love to, to see it keep going. Like this podcast, the Thon Mike, which is not over yeah. yet. What do we got going? What are we up to now? Yeah. So the reason that I was away last week um, was partly iPhone event, partly podcast-a-thon. Those two things, well, sorry, Apple event, I should say. Those mm. two things happening at the same time was just too much. Um, so I ended up basically skipping anything I could. And one of those things that I knew is I could leave the pen addict in Brad's safe hands and he would be able to deliver a fantastic episode as he always does. Mm-hmm. So the reason I was away is that last Friday we did the second annual podcast-a-thon for St. Jude. And I will remind you that during September, which we are still in September, we've got a week to go. Uh, we are raising money in support of St. Jude's Children's Research Hospital as it is Childhood Cancer Awareness Month. Childhood cancer remains the leading cause of death by disease for children under the age of 15. And children undergoing treatment for cancer and other life-threatening diseases, they often need transfusions, physical therapy, cognitive therapy, and so much more. It can be just incredibly expensive uh, for families. But with uh, St. Jude families, any family that's taken care of at St. Jude in the hospital, they do not pay a dime for their care. It's completely covered by St. Jude. And St. Jude gets that money to cover these bills from donors like you. Your gift can help St. Jude provide the best care and treatment for patients. If you go to stjude.org slash relay today, you can help save St. Jude kids. That is stjude.org slash relay. Uh, We had a goal of $315,000 that we wanted to raise this year, which was what we raised last year. Uh, We are currently, Brad, at over (laughs) $345,000 raised for St. Jude. Um, we hit the 315 goal during the podcast-a-thon. Uh, we actually mm-hmm. extended the podcast-a-thon by about an hour because it looked like we were going to hit it, and we did. Uh, and we actually, with the with the help and support of all of our hosts, including you, Brad, you were there in the, in the chat and moderating for us, which is amazing, uh, we were able to raise uh, over $100,000 during the podcast-a-thon, uh, which is just mind-blowing it's It's twice what we raised last year during during the the event so i want to thank everybody who tuned in uh, and especially of course for everybody that donated if you want to watch the podcast-a-thon you can we put it on youtube i'll put a link in the show notes oh nice yeah it was awesome to be a part of it's awesome to see the community rally for the kids at saint jude's and supporting the hospital i'm glad we're involved in this Every year, it's a big deal for us at Relay FM. It's a big deal for a lot of us personally, and um, I'm just super glad to do it. One of the things that I did, and with the assistance of our wonderful friend Jonathan Brooks at Carolina Pen Company, was we did a raffle to help money mm-hmm. raise money for St. Jude for the extra <laughs> Urushi Lamy Safari that he made for us. That raffle alone, through the pen addict and the listeners who who supported St. Jude to have a chance to win this amazing pen raised $11,030. Which is unbelievable. That's um, unbelievable. It's That's what a $10 that pen is ticket. worth. I'll say that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but no, seriously, uh, unbelievable. Like, you know, so incredible that people, uh, I mean, I, I know, obviously I know people wanted the pen, but they know why they're putting the money in. And yep. um, I want to thank everybody who in our audience that has helped us raise what is just an astronomical amount of money. Um, yep. So thank you so much. Um, and the the winner has been chosen and will be notified. Uh, yeah, so we're not going to announce it on the on the podcast or anything. No. We'll let that we'll handle that privately. We'll contact the winner and we'll um, leave it up can, to them. They can decide uh, how they want to handle it from there. Yep. 
So yeah, it was um, it was amazing. So I purposefully like I checked the first day we started the raffle to make sure like, hey, is this email account I set up working? Um, so then I purposely didn't want to look at it, you know, and I just kept you know promoting it, you know, during the run. And then finally, when I went to <laughs> went to wrap it up, I was like, that's a lot of emails. So I sat down for a couple hours and got everyone everyone listed for the raffle, pulled the number, and uh, yeah, it was. Uh, it was awesome to see, like, I would just keep getting choked up with people's messages and people's generosity, um, you know, from, from every raffle ticket purchased. It was great. So, uh, thank y'all again for supporting St. Jude and, um, yeah, it's awesome. Uh, this past week, um, I was contacted by BBC Radio 4. They have a, um, a podcast radio hour program. So this is on the digital version of Radio 4. So it's available online, uh, I think, in the BBC app and also on digital radio. It's called 4 Extra and it's just like lots of talk show programming. And uh, they contacted me because they wanted to talk about niche podcasting. So it's like it's that usual. I have like this theory. We've spoken about it before on the show that, you know, the, the pen addict has been written about enough and has been played enough games, right? You know, that Conan O'Brien <laughs> game. Uh, there was that YouTuber. Uh, NPR game. Mental floss uh, articles, Mental floss, all that yeah. kind of stuff, right? Where it's like, can you believe this podcast is real? Or like, which is the real podcast? And I assume somehow um, that helped us get caught up in this uh this idea, the, the 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 show that they put together is called Pens, Pipe Organs, and Portable Toilets Niche Podcast. So I assume <laughs> I'm not the only person on this uh, thing. It's like a one-hour program. Um, and they uh, conducted an interview with me. It's Amanda Litherland, who is the host, and Becca Bryars was was part of helping put it together. It was actually really nice because so I was interviewed, and I knew I'd be part of the program. And when I tuned in, it's kind of around 13 minutes is when my segment begins. They actually start by talking about the pen addict. Um, Becca is talking about like she she jumped into an episode and had no idea what we were talking about, and then <laughs> found episode four hundred, the one hundred one, and got a load of information and then could listen on, which I just thought was super super cool. They played some clips from the show, um, and then I got to talk about niche podcasting. So I talk about the pen addict quite a bit in it, but it wasn't what the entire interview was about. It was really about what we do at Real FM in general because all of our shows are niche of some kind. Um, so it was a it was a great honor. It was one of those things that I got to show to my family, and they can be proud of me of because they can conceptualize what the BBC is, <laughs> uh, you know. Um, so yeah, that was another thing added into my very 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 busy week last week. But I was truly like it was a it was quite an honor to be on on BBC. Yeah, I have to go listen to it. I'll, I'll admit I haven't listened to it yet. You showed it to me, and I think I was right in the middle of something that I forgot to go back and click it. But the the main takeaway I have from this is we're leaving a, a lot of money on the table by, by not getting into the portable toilet game. Like, I think we need to consider yeah. that, you know, have a brainstorming session. I think see I'm going to leave uh, you uh, to handle that one. I feel like really? you, yeah, you're perfectly placed mm-hmm. to, to go after a project like that, I think. Yeah. I'm not sure if it's for me, Brad, I'm going to say. Okay. Okay. What? Uh, I'll work on that. But yeah, this mm-hmm. was awesome. I love seeing, the, like, about once a year we get this, right? You know, where, like, oh my gosh, this thing actually exists. Let's talk about it. And it's usually, like, a pretty big pretty big platform. And we're always very, very happy. Because, I mean, we we really like what we do. And we really believe in this. And we do it regardless. But uh, it's cool to see these things pop up and uh, from time to time and say, hey, this weird thing exists, and it's actually pretty decent. So you completed the shipping, right, for the 
the, the I mean, pen, there's at the, least <laughs> there's at least one package I haven't sent. Now that you say, say that, except for one. <laughs> this is a this was a conversation I had at dinner this morning. I think that she was she saw my notes or something, and it's like, oh, it's done. It's like, well, except for mine, I'm sure is the is the issue here. So I keep adding more mine. things to it. It's yeah. I'm just making excuses at this point, honestly. No. If I don't go in and do yours first, I get to working and get so in the zone packing and shipping and yours is like the outlier. And then I end up like, okay, I am done and close everything down and I'm like, get in the car and I'm like, dang it, I didn't ship Mike's package. So yeah, um, it's going to happen soon. I, I really feel that. I have, hold, hold out faith, Mike. And um, a lot of you who haven't received your packages, you should hold faith too because the USPS, it's not going well yeah, in the I've US had some right now. super strange stuff. I mean, postal services all over the world are weird right now, but I keep having mm-hmm. these things. I had it for a package a little while ago. I just had it for a package that's I think is coming today. Well, like it just says it's in transit for like three and a half weeks. Like it's just like <laughs> it's departed. So it's like, well, where is it then? And there's just like no updates for weeks. Because I just think yeah. a lot of stuff is just getting left at sorting offices and it's just sitting there, right? Until yep. they actually have the time to go through and deal with it. So, yeah, we're getting a lot that are getting their initial scan from when I drop off mm-hmm. and then pretty much showing up without ever scanning again. Yep. So it's just been very, very weird. Things are taking, you know, weeks when they should take days. So yeah, it's a mess. But yeah, we're we're done. I'm down to like, I don't know, 16, 17 people haven't given me, me their address and I'm hunting them down. So, but yeah, we're good. So in another month or so, I'll see what extras I have from, you know, I still have to account for loss and damage. I got to wait till pretty much everything's delivered because this it's very tight on how many extras I'm going to have. Um, so I'm, all of y'all that are asking for extras, um, I should have some. I just don't know when. So it, it's it's going to take a little time, especially with all this hey, look, postal service. All mess. I'm going to say is it's not like it was a quick buy. Right? Like if, <laughs> you know, we made it very clear that this thing was happening. So you should have yeah. got in there. You know, don't sleep on this stuff. Yep. Yep. Um, did you sleep on the Retro 51 Marco polo I, pen? I guess I it's did. just called Marco. Yeah, I did because it, this edition visually doesn't do it for me. Yeah, same. But they've gone but, ahead and and done something funny again. They they went and did the thing, Mike, and it it took a while for it to creep out as it did with gone the fishing. lunkers from the Gone Fishing edition. Like the first person that got one of the first person that got the lunkers emailed me upset. And, you know, what should they do? I mean, they're ha- obviously thrilled now, but they're like, this isn't the pen I ordered. What's happening here? So I had to email Retro 51 and find yep. out, hey, what's the deal? And then they explained it. There were 10, you know, special fish. Well, Marco is basically a world map and they the did finial it a little has more a simple. compass on it. That's, that's the way it actually is supposed to look. And really, I think it's... It's just like a very basic design, I think. But you know, but there will be people like many Retro 51s. It's like, it, it's somebody's taste. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. So um, one of my friends emailed me like a couple days ago, and it took me like a day to get to the email. I didn't know what they were talking about in the headline, like Retro 51 does it again. And I was like, I, yeah, they just, yeah, they've been releasing a lot of pens. Um, but she had pictures. And it's like this Where's Waldo finial on there, like white and red stripes on there. And it's just kind of cool. So they did 20 special finials for this. And she really wanted this pen. And she was, you know, telling me the story of how it was sold out everywhere. And she finally, like, got in touch with, like, some random shop 
like that was a retro 51 dealer and she ordered it through them and opened it up and she she thought again thought like there's a mistake here this isn't what it's supposed to look like then she then she actually saw the ticket on the inside that explained like hey this is a one of 20 um waldo i think they're calling it so uh yeah it's pretty cool i like it i like how they're doing this and they shouldn't go away mike no, I know, but the the so yeah, like the Waldo is is uh, where's Waldo? Which by the mm-hmm. way, I don't know if you noticed, Brad is where's Wally here? His name's Wally, not Waldo. Really? No, I did not know that. Yeah, uh, and so I, I, this is an interesting pairing to put these two things together. But I guess the mm-hmm. thinking is like where's Waldo hides throughout the world? I guess so. They right. It's very peculiar. I don't know why. They've started to do this now, like, <laughs> but like they've had this opportunity for a forever, long time, at least yeah. for the last decade, Maybe with their growth. Like, this is part of the the goodbye is to just get weird. I don't know. Yeah. So, I, speaking of the goodbye, you know, I'm getting a lot of questions. I don't know what they're doing, but people were thinking that hey, thought they were wrapping it up in September. They did make a public comment, like on a a reply to a comment in an Instagram thread that someone sent me. And basically they're saying they're at least going through the end of the year because COVID put them behind schedule on a lot of projects. Uh, so they so. haven't actually been able to deliver all the things that they yep. were supposed to have delivered. Uh, okay. Oh, so God. that's why we're not ramping down in September. Like we initially all assumed, but you know, then we'll see. So they're at least mm-hmm. going to go. I expect plenty more through the rest of the year. I mean, there's, there was like three or four, like in the past two weeks launch. So, yeah, it's a lot. All right, let's take our first break, and then I want to talk to you about what you're doing with your Kickstarter campaign Ooh, at the nice. moment. Uh, but we'll take a first break and thank our friends over at Squarespace for their support of this episode. You can make your next move with Squarespace and create the website that you want for your idea or project. With Squarespace, you can very, very easily register a unique domain name. You can customize award-winning templates to give your website the exact look and feel that you want. It is an all-in-one platform. Squarespace has all of the tools that you need to put your next project online. There's nothing to patch or install or upgrade. Everything can be done on the web and in their apps as well. I love Squarespace's iPad app that lets you uh, configure and design and build your website. It's a super great app. It's really, really well done. Squarespace also have 24-7 customer support. So if you need any help with anything while you're getting your site set up, they're on hand to help you and to guide you through the process wherever you need. But I'll be honest, I've built many websites in Squarespace and it is super intuitive, very, very easy to put this stuff together. And it's why after a decade, I am still a very loyal and happy Squarespace customer. In fact, I just continue to, to set up new websites with them whenever I have a new project or idea and I want to get it online, squarespace.com is where I go. Whether you want to create a store, portfolio, or a blog, or any other type of website you could think of, Squarespace has the tools to do it, and it's so easy, anyone could try. If you want to go to squarespace.com slash panaddict right now, you can find out more information, but also sign up for a trial. You don't need to give them your credit card, and you can build your website on that trial. It's fully featured. And then when you're ready to launch your product to the world, you want to show off your website, so let people see what you've been working on, you just sign up for one of their plans that start at just $12 a month. But if you use the offer code PENADDICT, you can get 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain and show your support for this show. Once again, that's squarespace.com slash PENADDICT and the code PENADDICT for 10% off your first purchase. Our thanks to Squarespace for their continued support of this show and all of Relay FM. Squarespace, make your next move 
make it our next website. Big fan of the Squarespace inventory management, Mike. As I go through these, all these projects that I, I'm, I'm working on uh, and the ones that go through, which we'll talk in a minute about a different pen uh, that I launched on the shop, I, I like managing the inventory through the Squarespace Commerce app. So thank you, Squarespace. So let's talk a little bit about the Knockco Waxed Canvas Kickstarter campaign that you put up a couple of days ago. 25 <laughs> days to go. You have a goal of $30,000. You just crossed 26, so you're pretty sure you're going to hit that one, Brad. Yep. Uh, can we talk a little bit about what the product is um, and why it is a Kickstarter campaign? Yes. So we did... The Pen Attic campaign, not this year, was obviously the Retro 51, but last year we experimented with a micro-weave wax canvas exterior material for a case called the Burton. It was basically an A5 notebook pouch and it had some pen slots. It was really, really nice. It was received very well and people, a lot of people like the material. A few people don't like the wax canvas material, which I get. It's very um, different. It's very different, and people really, really dug on it and said, well, I can we get some other cases in this material? And we had experimented years ago. Like I think the, the DC show that you were at, that was like, I don't know how many years ago that was. We made like 40 Sinclair cases in this material, and they had like a burgundy interior. I don't even own one. They were just, you know, a little limited edition run that Jeff made to take with us to a pen show, and they sold out, you know, like immediately. So ever since then, we wanted to try this fabric on a bigger scale. It worked well on the Burton. The feedback was great. So we wanted to use it in our most popular case products, which are the Brasstown and the aforementioned Sinclair. And when I got the samples made, you know, you never know. Like, you want to see how it's how it's going to work out, how the shape's going to hold up. You know, is it going to, you know, keep the same style and features that everyone already likes, but have this different material? And it's awesome like it just came out so so good and i just been waiting to launch this product until you know things were a little bit calmer and smoother and <laughs> of course months of delays lead me to launching this on a friday afternoon um because that's when it finally got approved and everything finally came together and i, I hated it it took every fiber of my being to not hold it until like tuesday to launch it because you don't launch things on friday afternoons eastern time because that's where it's where news goes to die right so but it went well the launch went great uh the support has been amazing so far I can't wait for people to get these cases. Um, this is going to be the only time you'll get this colorway. We'll probably use this material in more cases, and we'll try some different color wax materials, but it, we're not going to stock the black and aqua color regularly on the shop for later. So this will just be the Kickstarter color. Obviously, I'll have a few extras. You know, I'll probably sell, but it won't be an inventory item. Then we'll make some new new colors if we're going to do wax canvas uh, in the future because they are a little bit more expensive to uh to make and you know the price point's a little bit higher on these so it won't be an all the time type of deal but it's it's good that we are getting this out there because so many people have been wanting it I want it I want it to exist and I think it's a really cool material to have in our products it really fits our aesthetic well and you kind of can't go wrong with like black and aqua has been one of the most popular colorways we've ever done maybe the single most so bringing hmm. it out in this material i think was a, a no-brainer and this is going to help fund 
getting inventory on other products. So, you know, this is uh, a, a campaign a while in the making, and I'm glad it's active and up and running now. So 25 more days. I'm going to be pushing it hard, see if we can uh, ramp up these goals. We'll hit our, we'll hit our um, you know, pledge level easily. And then um, try to see what we can uh, see what we can uh, ramp it up to. What are your stretch goals, Brad? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you had that voice. I don't think you did that voice on purpose. It sounded like you just had a frog in your throat. No, that but, was um, the purpose voice of. Uh, uh, that was the purpose the voice. So, stretch goals on Kickstarter campaigns. Yeah, so I'm I only don't. Kidding, by the way. Yeah, I know. I, I know you are because you know my stance on stretch goals, um, and you know my stance on having a real. Um, pledge amount to hit right so Mm -hmm. i don't i don't make my um you know campaign is funded at a hundred dollars so i can say we funded we yeah ten thousand percented our our goal look how amazing this is like i just be real (laughs) you know let's be real with people and so like it's straightforward everything we do (laughs) at knock is straightforward like we're gonna tell you what it is you know i had a question about the cost on this and i literally broke down the cost for someone um, that was questioning why were these more expensive. And I told him like black and white, how much more it costs me to make it. Like, we're just not going to play around with that kind of stuff. We don't play games with our customers. So, um, you know, I haven't had a, uh, Hey, where's our stretch goal comment yet, but we'll see when we hit the, uh, <laughs> we'll see when we hit the goal. I don't really know if this is a campaign <laughs> that lends itself to that. <laughs> so I think it's funny. I have, it hasn't kept the spammers away though, Mike. I do forget oh. about that. Every time I launch a campaign, they're always act, um, in here in my mentions to uh, help me boost this campaign. You know, I did notice, I think I got a thing from Kickstarter the other day, it was an app update, that they're adding uh, add-ons into campaigns now, like into their system, which I think is a good good thing to do. Yeah, and I think yeah, I think they're working more like on the fulfillment side. I and don't like using as a customer all of those like non-Kickstarter things, survey things. Right. So I want to see Kickstarter add more of that stuff into right. their system like when you get that email and it's like hey go to backer kit and i'm like no i don't like i will yeah. do it because i have to but i don't i don't want to because it's like i don't know really know this company and now they've got my address and like, mm-hmm. like and i'm not begrudging creators that do it because it's it's something that for a lot of people is needed especially have, if you have a complicated fulfillment yes. process for your campaign like if you've got colorways and stuff like another studio and eat boys have done it where it's like they they created like the say like the the mark one and then it was like people then wanted uh to have to, to like mix and match the knock and body colors right and that's you know that's the the, the kickstarter system just doesn't allow for that so you have to use like third parties to to help you do that Yep, and they they definitely work for certain situations. They've never worked for us because I want to handle the products before they go out. That's just one of my personal flaws. I can't let that go. Um, as far as like the amount of work that I do, I put that on me because it's important to me. So I I haven't ever used one of those services because I'd never get to see the products, and uh, that I wouldn't be able to sleep at night if I if I did that. I wouldn't like that at all. Mm-hmm. Plus, it's more percentage. Like, I'm already giving up 8 to 10% to Kickstarter. Yeah. Then that's a lot more percentage. It just, you start eating away at your percentages um, a- as it is. So, mm-hmm. that's something I'm willing to do the work for, right? So, but uh, yeah, like, I think I want to underscore the point of like 
why this Kickstarter campaign exists. Because like, you know, me and you were talking about this a couple of weeks mm-hmm. ago. That, like, there are Kickstarter campaigns that exist for no real reason. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's a couple of things going on here. And, like, and I think the main one is that Knock has a... You have like basically like a jam in your fulfillment, right? Because there's yeah. there's built there's some bills to pay for some stock that was made, and it's yep. it's halting you from being able to produce new products. So by doing a basically like a pre order, a large scale pre order, it allows you to kind of get some of that taken care of, right? Right, and that's why I actually chose to do Kickstarter instead of a pre order because I wanted to hit a certain level, right? Like, we could still, yep. like, say this doesn't fund for whatever reason. It's going to fund. Like, it's that close. But say it didn't fund. I could still go and do a pre-order, and we just do for the people who are interested in the case. I had faith in this product that it was going to do well enough on Kickstarter to hit the amount that I want to not just pay for these cases, but to pay for more inventory and new cases to come out because we're at that time where it's time to turn back on the fire hose of products. And yep. just need, you know, you need this little boost, this little um, influx that this Kickstarter is going to provide us to uh, to kind of turn that turn that back on. So yeah, that's the for, biggest for help. For this type of thing, for like Kickstarter campaigns, is like it can help when there is, um, you know, when you're beginning, like when your company's beginning, because it gives you that influx of cash, and you can you can use that to tool up or whatever it is you need to do. Like when you guys did the first knock Kickstarter campaign. But this one is similar because Knock is undergoing a lot of changes, right? It's it, right. You are now in. I, I believe that you have the full ownership of Knock, and and Jeff mm-hmm. is working as a basic a contracted designer for you instead. So this right. is basically like Knock's second beginning, right? Yeah, in a way. Actually, I, I call it three point oh yeah. in my in my That's own a good point. Yeah, it's like we had the beginning, then we had. Let's see how big we can get with retail. And that was two, and now we're back to kind of not square one by any stretch, but now it's like version 3.0. Let's try it this way. And like, this will be like, I want to make it the most sustainable way. Like, yeah. we're, you know, it's, we're different than we were a few years ago. So we'll make it more sustainable. And that's why, like, if we were, we were just inventing a new product and we wanted to do a test run, we would probably just pre sale it. Yeah. Um, that's more viable for, things like that but this is with a purpose and that's also why i wanted to use kickstarter there were several reasons why i wanted to use kickstarter i sweated it a lot um but in the end i think it was the right decision yeah and you chose the right products as well like the configurations like i uh i backed the sinclair because i I love the sinclair but i I had the brown sinclair and Mm -hmm. it's not my favorite color oh really that's a good one Brown I like the brown with pur- I love the purple, but like just brown is not mm. necessarily one of my favorite colors. Um, so I wanted the the new wax uh, Sinclair because I was meant nice. to. I, th- I think you've done a wax Sinclair before. That's what at I was one saying. Of the pen shows, right? Yep, yep. That's yeah. what I said earlier. The DC one, but we that only did. I, we did maybe forty of those, and they had yeah, a burgundy I missed interior. It. I meant to buy one, and I didn't. And I, no, I don't have one. That. So there you like, go, super limited. So yeah, I've, I've I've backed that, and everybody else should go check it out. Like as well, like these two products are just fantastic, uh, the Brastown and the Sinclair. They're, they're the two that I love the most. So you've you've picked good good options, good colors. Uh, people can go check it out. There's a link in the show notes, and it's also on Kickstarter on the Notco page. Mm-hmm. It's not the only thing I did. <laughs> no, it's not, is it? Because you're a busy boy these days. Karen Dash, you've got a Karen Dash. This wasn't even something I knew people could do. Yeah, it was just something I I've been talking with their distributor here in the U.S. for a while, and I was I've 
long love the 849 ballpoint pen and the fixed pencil, which is a very similar shape. You know, they're smaller, classic um, hex barrel designs that are just really, really cool and really well made. And I just got to talk with them. It's like, hey, can we do any kind of custom like 849 for the pen addict? And they were like, sure, let me send you all over the, the details. We worked on it for months, um, getting it right, sending it over to Switzerland to get it designed and approved and manufactured. And uh, it exists now. <laughs> and the timing is impeccable. <laughs> so I'm launching all the things at all the time, Mike. This was delayed more so to get out of the... Um, the Kickstarter Retro 51 shipping. I knew I'd have a lot of 849s to ship. I didn't want to double down on my shipping. So it just so happens that everything lined up to, sh to launch within a day of each other. And the feedback on these has been great. The first, I don't know, 120 pins or so are in flight on route to their their new owners. It's a really great price, I think, for the pen. And it's really cool pen addict orange. And you will eventually have one, Mike, um, whenever I ship oh. your pack package of goods. Uh, over your way, and yeah, y'all should check it out if you're an 849 fan and like a an orange pen addict emblazoned 849. You should go check it out. It's a really fun pen. I use it all the time. I've used them for years, and I'm glad to have my own now. It uh, it looks really great. I mean, obviously, as as you do, right? Like, if you're gonna do a, a limited edition like a first one, it's got to be orange. Yeah, first first round is orange, and then we can uh, then we can mess around from there, right? You do you do the basics, see how it goes, see if people like it, and if you choose to do another one, then you see, then you go the the let's get weird route. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that this um, I can never remember the name. Uh, is it faceted? Yeah, like I think that that works well for your logo because you can get the the text on one of the planes and then have the. The, the 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 circular part of the logo stretch around it. It's I think it works really nicely actually. I'm dying laughing that you said that because that cost me extra to wrap the facets. Oh, I bet. Oh, I have. <laughs> I, I am absolutely confident of that fact. Yes. Karen Dash is very particular about like the the so like working with retro is like working with your best friend at the kitchen table, right? You know, we just sit there and we hash mm -hmm. it out and we can we can have these discussions. Working with Karen Dash through a distributor as an intermediary is like, you know, yeah, working yeah. with your like high school AP chemistry teacher, the right? Distributor it's like part just not going to go. I have well. no doubt is what makes it harder. <laughs> not that there's any anybody's doing a bad job or whatever. It's yeah, just yeah, that yeah. you you're playing the telephone game. Yes. So here's a here's a prime example of how it went. So like when I found out that was extra, I was just like, fine, like let's like that's what I want. I'll pay the whatever price it is for the the overlap <laughs> of the edge of the logo. Okay, whatever. And then the pins show up and we'd already talked about packaging. Like I could get the tin, you know, the nice tin packages, mm -hmm. like you see those small Paul Smith ones come in and things like that. Mm -hmm. That would have cost me like three to five extra dollars per pin. And I I just wasn't gonna do that um for this one. Um, because I didn't want to end up charging like $40 or something for this pen. Mm -hmm. um, so they ship in this nice little, um, like when I've gotten other products, they ship in this, you know, little cardboard pen sleeve, right? So these pens show up and they're in boxes of 10, like all nicely, like in a, like in this Karen Dash, like shipping box and they're made mm. for 10 pens each and they're all nicely slotted in there. And I'm looking through the package and there's no boxes, you know, no little 
pin sleeves for me to put these in to ship them out. They're just like raw pins in a box. And I, was, I emailed them back. I was like, hey, I didn't get any boxes. And they're like, oh, yeah, those are like 35 cents each. And I'm like, son of a. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, all right, send me 400 of them, please. It's like, we, <laughs> it's like on and on and on. So like that's the yeah, deal this, when you're working uh, at This kind of explains with. because I feel like this had been going on for a, for a long time. <laughs> Yeah. Like, because I know I'd seen pictures of this. I know you'd been talking about it. Like, it feels like this really went on for quite a while. It was a process, but in the end, it's a heckin' good pen. I love it. It came out great. So it was, it was worth it. But man, it's not without all these little, little ticky tack stuff getting you all every inch of the way. Mm-hmm. It was just, it in the end, it just kind of became funny. The box thing was like the last like the last straw is like, what do they think? I have like a retail storefront where I'm going to put these in a display <laughs> and people are going to come by and handle these pins. How do they think I'm going to ship these pins to people? Just in so. an envelope, Brad, you just throw them in loose. You know, I mean, it's not, it's not far from that to be perfectly honest. I don't think really? people are going to, I don't think people are going to be uh, look at the package and go, Oh, this was amazingly they're well not packaged. Be keeping these boxes, huh? They're not, yeah. uh, they're not keepsake worthy. No, no, but okay. it, it's just funny. So part of the process good times i'd do it again a plus plus well let's see how they yep. sell yeah i was just on the website on your website I was on your store and mm-hmm. i just wanted to mention while we're here that it seems like you do still have some of the um the the is it called the jelly shiba uh the pastel shiba pastel shiba yeah uh, retro 51 stock that thing should be sold out by now it's a fantastic yeah, looking pen i've been selling a pretty decent amount of them i just still have i think we did 500 of those right so i still probably have like 100 left but i've been selling a bunch over the past month or so you know as retros winding yeah, down so if people anybody, are discovering that one if anybody buys one of the karen dash 849s from you they should they should look at that one too i think mm-hmm, it's a mm-hmm. wonderful little pen yep great pen this episode is brought to you by Pen Chalet. Pen Chalet sell authentic, amazing rollerballs, fountain pens and ballpoints, mechanical pencils, and so much more. No matter what you're looking for, they will have the products you need from the brands that you love. They sell Pelican, Lamy, Pilot, Namiki, Sailor, Caveco, Monteverde, many, many more. They're an authorized dealer of all of them, and they have just fantastic products, including all those, the, the new Estabook products as well that we were talking about recently. That's that, They've mm-hmm. been really exciting, and Penchalet uh, has those available to you as well. Uh, one of the things that I love about Penchalet, very fast and reliable customer service, great shipping. If you're in the U.S. and you order uh, over $50 of products, they'll send that to you for free. It's free shipping on those orders, and they have great shipping rates overseas as well. Penchalet has low prices on high-quality products, and they offer a 100% satisfaction guarantee. But as well as the pens, they also help you with what you need for go for them to go inside and to go, well, for what goes inside the pens. So if you need refills and inks, they've got them. If you want carrying cases, they've got them. If you want uh, maybe a little like you know you're looking for display stands and stuff like that, so, yeah, you can find that kind of stuff over at Penchalet. Whatever you're looking for, they got it. Go to Penchalet.com, P-E-N-C-H-A-L-E-T.com, and click the podcast link at the top of the website. Enter the password Pen Addict, and you will get your hands on this week's special offer and the code that you need to go back and save 10% at Pen Chalet on anything at any time. Now, Brad, what has caught your eye this week? 
<laughs> I always stumble for my words when I see like the really good deals at Pen Chalet that Ron always sets up for us. The first one, it's a Pelican, and there's a big red 55% off tag on there. Ooh. And it's this really cool addition that they did last year, maybe two years ago. I'll let y'all go check it out mm. because the price is exceptional. Um, it's it's way, way less than, than when it was initially launched, and that's yeah. something to consider if and you some, uh, are a Pelican fan. So Also um, some it's good deals on some uh, infamous Kavecos right here. Famed Kavecos. The um, sport rollerballs are a really good price. The new collector's editions are a really good price. Um, the coral ones. So yeah, these are great. I've been digging um, my AL Sport. I have a gel refill one mm-hmm. from the the Ombre collaboration, which is kind of like this sport rollerball in here. I really like that format for mm. a non-fountain pen. As much as I like it for a fountain pen, I like it f- um, with non-fountain pens as well. It's as well because it's you know it's a good pocketable you know rollerball or gel pen. And, you know, we normally have ballpoints in, in that style, right? Like the like mm-hmm. the shown designs or the spoke spoke pens, the roadies, you know, we're using ballpoint refills because they have that Parker style. But you can get some cool refills for um, these AL sports that are in the, uh, like this this particular one is gold. Do they have other colors? No, just the gold one. So, yeah, it's a really great deal for a shockingly, surprisingly good pen. Um, way down the list, there's a Montegrappa that I have never... Uh, seen before that I want to check out a little bit after. It's called the Montegrappa Lo Spirito di Stella. And it looks like the Elmo. It's like the Elmo shape, which is one I very, very much like. Mm-hmm. And um, this was looks like it was uh, in collaboration with a a charity nonprofit called Wheels on Waves um, mm-hmm. for a universally accessible yacht design that they uh, that they sail. Um, this, this looks cool. I'm going to look into that one after the show because uh, it's a great price as well. So like that's a that's a very particular charity. Yeah, yeah. Like it's it's someone's someone's very someone's very thing. strong belief. Yeah. And that's what they want to do and like it's pretty cool. You can find deals like these on many wonderful pens and some secret deals just for you by going to penchalet.com. Click the podcast link at the top of the website and use the password penaddict to get your hands on these deals and also to get the code that you need to save 10% on anything at any time at Penn Chalet. Our thanks to Penn Chalet for the continued support of this show and Relay FM. All right, I want to talk about some products. We've been talking about ourselves long enough. Um, there's some news. Since we've last spoken, a lot of interesting things have dropped. Um, in particular, I want to talk about this Caveco AL Sport Paladin Green. Have you had a chance to read up on this? at all mike just so you know like what the the, the regionality is um i'll i'll tell everyone so this no, is i took a look at the pictures I, I didn't think that there was something to read about it like dude, that's not that's, <laughs> it's not always the thing that there's a story but okay I see, yeah I that's why it's in here that's why it's in here because there is a story behind it number one it's spectacular looking i think the green it's beautiful silver trim yeah it's it really wonderful is. It's great color green mm-hmm so it's, but Mike, this is made exclusively a special edition for retailers in Belgium and the Netherlands. Okay. All right. So very, very regionalized, 500 pins. And on, uh, on the back of the cap, the name Paladin Evergreen is printed in the same color as the Caveco logo. So it looks like the stamping's white. It's probably like the same white stamping. I don't have a picture 
of that don't see that in front, which I find, uh, or as an option to check out, which I find a little bit odd. Because what does it look like? <laughs> yeah, right. like is What's it in the, the same script? Chosen, you know? Yeah, like. <laughs> right. Is it in? Is in like Comic Sans on the back? <laughs> Paladin Evergreen. Lol. And um, <laughs> so, what do they do? But what's interesting about that? Like, I don't find any of that like super weird or or off or anything like that. But what made it interesting is I had a few people reach out to me with a different screenshot or at least some more information on this pen from the mail that um Fonta Pluma this is from Fonta Pluma one of my favorite shops to to work with in the world I, I have to get over there and visit them one day um so like in their marketing emails you know they send out new products mm-hmm. they were in their descriptor of the Caveco AL Sport Palette and Evergreen which this isn't on their product page they put this little note as the as the Caveco guidelines I'm thinking that mean like as per the Caveco guidelines the back of the cap has the name of the color engraved on it. I don't know what that what that means. Right. So I'm trying to explore this. So Is it in the my inside? head No. So with the collector's edition, the coral collector's edition, it was a little bit of a not a snafu, it was a little bit of a questionable, you know, thing about the color of the coral edition versus the limited edition coral they made for Fanta Plumo, the coral guilloche model that they did, like came out similar colors. And I'm wondering if Caveco is now going to start protecting itself on colors, you know, not locking in, okay, we did an orange, you know, cl- orange Caveco classic sport for Spain. Can we never use orange again? So now... Like, if I wanted to do an orange Caveco Sport, do I have to call it Pen Addict Orange? And that has to get stamped on the barrel to save them from, you know, not being able to allow duplications. Because they're starting to really push their collaborations, right? They have a whole page up now for branding and collaborations. Oh, so Paladin Evergreen, Mm -hmm. that's what is the color's name. Yes. Oh, so it's going to look like the... Collector's edition stamping. Mm-hmm. Yeah, That's like my that. understanding. I haven't seen a picture, and this. And I'm just. I'm just um, mm. guessing here. I've taken an educated guess. No, I think when you pip, pip, uh, put those two things together, I think that that explains what's going on there. I think you've nailed right. that one, especially because it says it is the same in the same color, which is what we saw with the uh, collector's edition Kaveco. Right. And I think that just confused people. So I think Kaveco is just setting themselves up to just like, you know, protect themselves from people yelling <laughs> so, at so the, maybe. the three purple editions coming <gasps> next year. You know, so they're all they're be saying, purple. Brad, is that that coral one was the, the color's name is actually collector's edition. <laughs> that's the name of the color. Nice. I don't think it's the color. I think that that's been... Um, I think that that's the part that's wrong. I think they're stamping the name of the pen on it. And that, that gets enough. tied yes. to the color on the model. I think that's wording, right. But same yeah. same difference. You know, It's yeah. not going to... Like, we're not going to do pen addict orange, and it's not going to get stamped orange. It's going to be the name pen of the pen. Orange, or, like, whatever right. the name of the pen would be. Whatever so the name of the pen is. It like, if you just call it, like, fire on fire or whatever, it would yeah. say fire on fire on it. And so right. I don't... But I will personally say that I don't like that approach. It's yes, I will in general, 
I will agree with you. I, don't I also need that. understand I don't, I don't it from Kaveco. Of the pen on the pen. Agreed. It's like it's like the Mark Jacobs by Mark Jacobs by Mark by Jacobs by Mark Jacobs. <laughs> it's like that kind of thing. Like I don't need right. it on there. It doesn't need to I don't need to also be reminded of the, the model name. Right. So That's as weird. we go through twenty twenty one, I think we'll get a better picture of this and then the consumers will be able to speak on what they feel about this right Mm. so this is the the first of several uh tbd discussions on this just kind of seeing you know how this goes but so but continuing the trend of the last couple of months of that kaveco cannot sit still kaveco cannot sit still Yet they've already managed to dupe themselves mm. <laughs> in the span of months. They're, they're and really now are pumping them to, out over there, big time. Yeah, and are now having to write new rules um, to to grandfather in some of these changes. So yeah, we'll see. I, I definitely think it's like a CYA protection. We'll just see what consumers think about it in the long run. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm I'm willing to give it a chance, and it could be fine. Like you know, we'll see. Mike, let's talk about the most field notesy field notes that have ever been produced. Where so right. field notes have themes, right? That's that's the thing that <laughs> they do. Not, that was the best. That was the best introduction. I'm sorry to interrupt your flow, but that was beautiful. It just hit me as I pulled the page up this time. So, like every field notes edition has a theme of some kind, right? Yeah. Um, you know, whether it's uh, camping or whether it's trades work or whether it's beer. The most recent edition is called American Ink. It is actually a field notes notebook. Oh, it's, it's, it, sorry, it's called United States Letterpress. They have two names yes. on the page, right? Which is a little confusing. Um, it's a little complex. Yeah. But this is a field notes edition dedicated to Letterpress. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Right, so, which is like the most field notesy thing because they've effectively right. made covers about covers, mm-hmm. but the way that they've gone about it, I think, is really great. There is nine singular books in three packs of three, which is abnormal for them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the way that I basically worked with nine different letterpress companies across the United States. So this is like a this is um, field notes very frequently celebrates Americana, like that's the thing, and America in general. So this edition is celebrating the traditions of paper and paper processing and letterpress in America. So I think it's a very nice uh, concept. The The books themselves are, are very eclectic, um, but look really cool. You know, it's 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 reminiscent for me of like, say like the Mondo ones or something, right? Or like mm-hmm. the, the ones where they'll take random bits of poster and make stuff out of it. So I think that's kind of cool. Um, but yeah, that that's kind of where we are with this one. And then they have a really beautiful um, flyleaf page inside of them, like the first page, which kind of explains a little bit uh, about the book and where it came from and that kind of stuff. So yeah, it's do nice. You know who pr- do you know who printed that flyleaf? That would be our oh, friends Sky at Letterpress Skylab. of Kansas City. Look at that. I just Welcome to that. the show, Mike. Welcome hey, to come the show. on. I'm busy, man. I've had, a, <laughs> I've had a wild week, and I'm not going to lie. I opened the page, and I saw that there was a lot of information for this one. This is a- and I was like, I'll, I'll talk about it with Brad. I'm not going to read yeah. it now. <laughs> this is a massive edition. So as you, you've done a wonderful description here. This is very similar to the Two Rivers edition they did five years ago 
with the uh, Hamilton Wood Type and Printing Museum. But um, that was then, just one place that they were one place, and then separate covers, like randomized mm-hmm. covers. Right, this is using essentially 10 different shops, you know, nine for exterior design and then one for the fly leaves, our favorite, our favorite, um, press in Skylab. Um, what do you, I want to know what you personally, where you put this in the pantheon of, of the field notes, like not necessarily like the guessing game that we used to do. We've kind of done that, um, done that bit for a while, but just like, where would you put this if you were, you know, like active in, in the field notes? Um, this is a nice addition. Uh, it would definitely go above any of the, the the ones that that would either a be formats that I don't like. You know, like they mm-hmm. maybe pick a different shape. Um, say something like end papers, which wasn't my thing. Um, it would go above, for example, um, hmm, any of the more plain ones. Say like the Orchard sure. trilogy. Uh, that's not really for me. Um, yeah, Shenandoah. Yeah, that kind of thing. And it would edge out uh, Two Rivers. I think this is a nicer edition uh, yes. than Two Rivers. But I'm just, it's not, this is, this you know, this is a very firmly middle of the pack for me, um, personally, for what I look for um, in, right. in editions. Just like, the designs are very nice, um, but what I tend to like about uh, Field Notes and ones that really excite me is when there's like a cohesiveness to it and mm-hmm. the cohesiveness that exists for this one, which is just quote unquote letterpress, it's mm-hmm. not really a like a theme that that sparks me. And again, it's got that like America, America, America going through it, which sometimes right. can lose me. Um, but th- I think that this is a w- what I do like about this though is that they are working with and supporting ten different companies with this edition. I think that that is a admirable thing that i i do really like about it they, they've really stretched out their wings to to give work to all of these letterpress and and paper shops yeah i i agree with pretty much everything you said for me personally i think this is probably the best edition in years and i'm more of the you know give me all the americana stuff right like i'm definitely down with the americana vibe i'm hugely I would down say with the letterpress very feel. very much their best edition maybe in the last year year and a half I i'm think, scrolling back I think since mile to... marker i loved mile marker and that was Mile spring 2019. Cool. National so Parks is, is also really nice, but I would actually, I think I would, these are on pretty level footing, but but it's definitely yeah, the best gonna, one they've done in 2020, without a doubt. Yeah, I was going to compare this to National Parks just in the quantity of the covers, and mm-hmm. if the only my only two choices were Letterpress or National Park side by side, I'd choose Letterpress. This might be like top 10 edition of all time for me. That's how much I like this. I'm actually scrolling back to find one that I would put ahead of it. And it's probably, I, I stopped on Lunacy, which is fall 2016. Um, you know, that had the moon phase cutouts. Yeah, um, really nice you one. know, that's like counting three missions, like the space race one and the coastal with oh, the foil coastal, stamping. Oh, come on. Coastal's one of great. favorites. Yeah. But outside of those over the, like the past couple of years, I mean, this is it. This was, this one gave me like, I really like I should resubscribe for this edition, but I'm not like I could buy them if I wanted to, which I'm not because I'm just not using uh pocket notebooks right now. But this is to me the one, uh, this is, this will go down as like an all timer um, hmm. edition in, in the Pantheon as like 
you know, just a very, very cool addition, the way they spread the work around and had all these different artists do it. That's why I like the Wilco side edition. You know, they had six different cover artists for six books. Um, it's yeah, very I cool. Really I love it. I appreciate that because, you know, f- f- at this point, Field Notes very much know um, what their business is. That I'm sure that they have uh, an element of stability in their company um, because of the subscriptions. So, you know, like it's more than just if they were creating a limited edition that they were just selling every time, you know, like that there right. is a there is a balance sheet that, that that they can somewhat rely on, maybe more than some other companies. Like say, for example, more than you, right? Right. At, at right. Knock, right? Where like you have to come up with new products, but you have no idea if they're gonna sell. But right. with field notes, there is an amount that they know are already sold. So like it's cool. But so what I'm getting at is I really appreciate that they are using their place in the market and their their sense of stability to the benefit of companies that maybe need it. Right. And also, yeah, I don't want to discount the fact that using Skylab letterpress, like my friends are involved in this project. Mm-hmm. So that's like an automatic plus one for me. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So it, it's, it's pretty cool to see. I'm very, very pleased with this edition and I think it's going to do extraordinarily well. So, yeah. Great. Um, we didn't check the amount. 40,000 oh, yeah. packs. Okay. I'm now, so out of that loop now. I don't... I'm assuming, though, that there's more packs there because it's there's three packs. Yeah. Oh, and subscribers get all three packs. That's cool. Yeah. They do that for subscribers. So it's a, it's a really good value. If you're into, like, the pocket notebooks and what Field Notes does, it's a huge value to get the annual subscription because... Like just this edition alone would cost you what thirty nine dollars. So yeah, it's a great deal to get the uh, the quarterly subscription. Yeah, I think this would if you liked this one, like if you really liked this one, this might be a good reason to just subscribe. Right? Yeah, you exactly. Say, it's it's like two and a bit a- times the money, and you get all of the books plus, then you get the next year's worth of stuff. So. I think this one would be even more than most a good jumping on point for a subscription if you were really into it. Because you're going to get the, you know, the benefit right out the gate. You're already to the plus, to the plus side. You know, if you're looking at it that way from a, a mm-hmm. annual uh, payment perspective. So yeah, this is a great one to jump in on. All right, we got one more sponsor. I want to hit up Mike before I have a few little small product okay. notes. Um, a couple that we've talked about here on on the show before, but the Let's let's talk about how how good how good I'm looking right now. <laughs> this episode of the Pen Addict is brought to you by Harry's. You know Harry's by now, but well, I want to tell you something new that they've got. They just came out with their sharpest blades ever. And unlike some other razor companies, they're not going to charge you more for their product improvements. Harry's new sharper blades are still as low as two dollars each and new customers in the u.s can redeem a trial offer of harry's new sharper blades right now by going to harrys.com slash pen addict harry's blades are delivered directly to your door on your schedule with or without a subscription these new blades are so sharp that in a study with people shaving four times a week they reported that with harry's new blades their eighth shave was as smooth as their first shave with the same blade 
Harry's owns their own factory in Germany that's been honing razor blades for over 100 years. They source their steel from Sweden, and they own the entire manufacturing process from research and development to the factory floor, which allows them to keep their prices low whilst also making their products even better. And they confidently stand by their products of a 100% quality guarantee at harrys.com. Brad, can you tell me about how much you love Harry's? Well, number one, Harry's. Why wasn't I involved in the trial? I mean, have you seen, you know, what sure, you're working sure with here? Have you up. seen this, this, this palette you can use to mm-hmm. fine tune your products? I mean, real, like it's perfect. Canvas, um, yeah, yeah. And number two, I don't know how they can make their blades any better because that's the that's why I use Harry's products is because it's the best blade I've found, and the amount of you know, extra shaves you get, number one, they're already like a great value on the front end. But number two, you're saving even more because they last longer than any other blade I've used. And now you're telling me they're making them even better than that. So yeah, I, I'm in. Count me in, Harry's. You can give their sharpest blades a try today. Harry's has an amazing offer for listeners of this show. New customers in the U.S. can redeem a Harry's trial set at harrys.com slash penaddict. You'll get a five-blade razor featuring the new sharper blades, a weighted handle, foaming shave gel with aloe, and a travel cover to protect your blade if you're on the go. Just go to harrys.com slash penaddict and redeem your trial offer today. Our thanks to Harry's for their support of this show and Relay FM. I have a question for you, Mike. Okay. Can you tell me why I'm so fascinated in this product that I will never, ever use? And it is what Mitsubishi has done in collaboration with Wacom, Wacom. What did we decide? I, never uh, know I think how to it's Wacom. It. Wacom. And we've talked about this when other companies have done this. Like Lamy has a Wacom pencil. And now Mitsubishi has a Wacom pencil that looks like the <laughs> the high uni pencil and i love these so much and i'm trying to figure out why maybe it's just because i like stationery so much and if they if you know uni mitsubishi threw this pencil on a t-shirt i'd want to buy the t-shirt right so this is like another tool or a little stationary item i could buy like tombow has for a long time you know you've been able to buy like tombow mono t-shirts and like gear and accessories and this is just one of those things I want to own, but I'll never own because I don't use a Wacom. Like, I have no desire to use one. I wouldn't use one correctly if I did. But I kind of want all the Wacom pencils just to have. Is there a problem with me? Um, I think, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, fair. You, you have fair. no use for it. I would actually quite like this uh, product. I'm looking at the actual product page at the moment. Uh, but there's like a thing I can't work out. Well, one, if it's even possible for people to buy it. And two, if it actually has a button on the side. Mm-hmm. I can't work that out. It's, it's quite yeah, important you can't, to me, my Wacom pen, because I use a Wacom tablet the pictures. all the time. Yeah, yeah. But so this, like, this you can't looks expand very fun. The pictures here. Yeah, the, it's the, great. Yeah, it's kind of like large size. It's like a jumbo pencil, a little bit. I don't know. I just love everything about what Wacom is doing in these collaborations with like the real stationary companies. And would we ever see anything like this from Apple? No. That's why we have you know skin vendors, and I, I don't see the 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 skin vendor market for the second round of Apple Pencil being as popular, right? It was a little bit uh, more challenging. Uh, no, I think you can do it. No? I think just maybe the 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 shine wore off from that a little bit. Yeah, to be yeah. honest. So, anyway, I thought that was cool. I will always link these in the show notes because I think they're kind of fascinating. Um, kind of like I'm going to link this. 
Pebble actually, Station. You know, I don't know yeah. if the uh, inductive charging would necessarily be as reliable if you put a skin on the new Apple Pencil. I don't know the right. answer to that, but that could be why. Or maybe the magnets aren't as strong if it's not direct mm-hmm. contact. So maybe it's not as advantageous to, to put a skin on the Apple Pencil as it used to be. Yeah, yeah, maybe. But that product goes into this product, which is maybe one of those things that only I'm interested in. And this is the Pebble Stationery traveler size Tomoe River notebooks and what you think is a reasonably basic notebook um is <laughs> but the format of this is what made me want to put it in the show notes because I have a soft spot for this is the one Mike where I go against my carrying the torch for international size standards I don't think A5 Slim is a real standard, mm-hmm. but Traveler's Notebooks has made their size notebook that is so popular. Some people just call it Traveler Sized. Some people refer to it as A5 Slim when they don't want to use the Traveler's name. Yeah, because but it's, Traveler's is a, is a brand. It's a brand, yes. Yeah. So I'm actually surprised to see this on their page. But what's different about this is it is thicker. And it's 200 pages, right? So normally those traveler's notebooks in this size, in this format that I love, are like your 48-page varieties. This is, it's like a tall, skinny notebook, kind of like the Robiki note, but a little bit more depth in the page. And I just think this is kind of one of those all-timer formats for me that you never see for sale, right, outside of what travelers does with the refills for their system so i thought this was a cool look i wanted to share this because i love pebble stationery um i don't have one of these they haven't sent me one of these i haven't bought one of these yet but everything i've tried from pebble has always been really really good so i'm gonna look at ordering some of these because i'm intrigued at the format you usually don't get this number of pages in this format so that's something that's super interesting to me Last well, thing this uh, week, uh, Mike. I have a question oh, for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which tomorrow paper is it? I have no clue. That's mm. the the eternal question. So we're starting to see some comparison posts come up. Um, I'll find the one from Machiano Man Yagen. Um, over in Australia has a sample post. I've saved the link for. Um, I'll put it in the show notes. And I know Anna's getting ready to do a sampler comparison as well because she was telling me she uh, ordered ordered some of each and told me where to go order it from if I wanted to test them side by side um, knowing that you you for sure have the batch differential because that's the hard thing right is people don't know there's no like defined markings um, so yeah it's uh, it's going to be a question for at least the next year or so I imagine which one you're getting so yeah, that'll be good. Oh, so Nanami put out some uh, comparisons. Okay, cool. So yeah, it's it's starting to come out now, and people are starting to understand what they're what they're getting in. And it seems like the general consensus, like, okay, maybe it's not the thing, you know, like it was before, but it's still pretty good. Mm, okay. So I I would still just go for it until, you know, you're proven to to have something that you just don't like anymore. So we'll see. Yeah. Last thing, Mike, follow up. Krishna ink bottles. Remember that cool ink bottle that was uh, the talk of the town a few weeks ago? Mm-hmm. It had the the real interesting display. Then it found out that, hey, the company they were buying them from was knocking them off from someone else who designed this. Good news, Mike. 
Krishna is collaborating with the original maker of the bottle to allow these to go into production. So this is a very good end to this story. It is. It is. And I thought that was pretty cool to see because I thought Krishna handled it as best they could, right? Like they got into something they thought was pretty cool. Turns out their vendor was either Sneaky. unaware or yeah or or you know doing something they shouldn't be uh, doing you, brad let's be honest no one accidentally creates something that looks like that <laughs> yeah true 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 I'll, I'll give you that but they got with the krishna worked with the original gecko uh i think is their name um who made the bottle and they're gonna this bottle is gonna come out and i think that's just kind of a win for all of us so I'm very happy about that I'm happy I can finally see good pictures of this ink bottle. <laughs> so I never got to see them, right? Like we had some back, we had some back channel. It. Yeah, we had some back channel going on on the pictures because they took them down, but a lot of people, enough people had saved them. They were still out there. People were sending me links, but so uh, like, yeah. What do you think? Say, what do you think about well, it? Well, so I will say usually, right? So like the idea, I think people have this idea that like, oh, I'll put the ink bottle on my desk and it will look really nice, you know, like uh, you know, it's, that's it's going to be like my my desk aesthetic. I would put, I would genuinely put this on my desk. I think this is an absolutely stunning work of art. So I'll ask you, Brad, should I buy this ink? Is it, oh, yeah. What do you, you, think? Sh- you, sh- you should buy this ink, but I'm going to go on record that this bottle is not going to work as well as people think it does. Oh, like, I don't I'm care gonna, about how it works. Right. I care about but how it I will looks. buy one to have on my desk. Like, I will absolutely own a bottle of this ink it looks like it'll be a pain in the butt but it's in the same way Mm -hmm. that like i find the ackerman bottles to actually be a pain to to deal with they 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 do what they're supposed to do but you gotta like oh i don't have enough ink in it so i gotta screw the cat back on and turn it upside down again (laughs) i get it it is clever it works but it's not like that style still has drawbacks for me compared to just a bottle that's just, you know, mm. I just stick the pen into it. Like it's. Yeah. Yeah. I, w- I wonder if we'll have a new round of horror stories once the Krishna ink bottles start start coming out. We'll it's like, can, you, you know, can you imagine if like the neck isn't that strong? And I, <laughs> boom, I just, I, I just think it might tip over once you stick a pen in there. Very like, possible. If you're not balancing everything correctly. Like if you, if you blink for one second and you, you, you move the pen, like it's, ah, well, I'll still buy we it will, are you getting it? Oh, I I don't have any on order yet. Um, our friend uh, David over at Figboot on YouTube, he has a video of mm-hmm. the ink bottle up. I just saw that. Uh, I haven't watched it yet, but um, we'll we'll see. We'll see what he says. And uh, you know, in, in David, I trust. So we'll see. I'm totally ordering it. One though, yeah. I have ordered absolutely. it right now. I've, okay. I think it's <laughs> I haven't absolutely gone that quick. stunning. I might um, wait for another color, see what other colors it comes in. I haven't totally explored this whole thing. Yeah, it's like a blue. It's like a blue of a red sheen. Yeah, um, yeah, I, I like a good blue. I don't, and it looks like a vibrant blue. Yeah, I, I really, I just think that it is a, uh, just a really nice desk piece. Honestly, it's awesome. So love it. I'm glad this came to good a story. Good conclusion. Yes, yeah, great story. If you want to find the links to the stuff that we've been talking about today, you should go to relay.fm slash penaddict slash 429. You'll get everything you need there, including information about our wonderful sponsors, Harry's Pen Chalet and Squarespace. Don't forget to check out Brad's Kickstarter campaign, which is available now and is live for the next 25 days. Pick yourself up a lovely uh, wax canvas Nokko case. If you don't have a Nokko case, this is a great way to start. And if you do, well, this is a completely different one. So get that as well. Why not just just... 
give Knock that kickstart that it uh, that it needs and deserves right now because it's a great little institution we've got going on in our community. So uh, there you go. That's what I say. Um, and I would like to recommend that you go and check out Brad's work at penaddict.com. Uh, knock.co, of course, at Dowdyism on Twitter. You can catch Brad streaming Tuesdays, Thursdays, 10 a.m. Eastern time over at twitch.tv slash penaddict. Brad, I'll tell you, I'm starting to like get the pieces into play here to join you in the streaming world. All right, we'll it's do thing it. that I'm working we'll... on at the moment. Um, yeah, we now, need to do some that, stuff together. Now that the, yes, now that the podcast-a-thon is... Uh, is over. Uh, this Good. is like a little project that I wanna I wanna start attacking. Nice, doing some streaming stuff. So I have more to say on that in the future. Uh, keyboard related though, primarily. Yes, I saw I your uh, your keyboard stream. Yeah, I did one week. already. I had a great time of it, and it feels like a good good activity to stream. Um, yes, with, so I'm looking into that now, and that will be something I can do right here from from Mega Studio. Mm-hmm. All right, we'll be back next time. Until then, say goodbye, Brad. Goodbye, Brad.